the scripture, which is found on page six, I'm sorry, page 1676 in the Pew Bible, John chapter 14, verses 15 through 27. Hear the word of God. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Well, I have this little device right here. It's supposed to advance the slides. Again, I was here yesterday, tested it, it worked great. Get up there this morning and it doesn't work at all. So I have it sitting on the pulpit. I set the Bible down on top of it and I'm watching and I'm seeing the scripture going by. It's hitting the button and it's working. So who knows? Well, you give it a try. If it doesn't work, that's what you'll see. All right, so this particular passage that we read this morning comes from John chapter 14, and John is a person who really, really wanted you to know that Jesus is the Messiah, and he wanted you to know about the Holy Spirit that was promised by Jesus. Not only in the gospel, but John wrote three letters, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, and in all of these letters, it kind of coincides with the gospel that he wrote. Wanting you to know Jesus is the Messiah and the Holy Spirit is our power and our guide. So if we take this particular passage out of context, we, we can have a possibly a, a little problem there because this is what Jesus says. Well, he says that I am in you and you are in me and I am in the Father. What does that mean? Well, throughout his ministry, he kept saying, I am in the Father. The Father and I are one. He was saying he's God. And I think we all know that, that he is God in the flesh. But for us to be in him and him in us, what does that mean? 
Jesus was a human being. Human beings are individuals. They are, they're not, you're not like bound together physically. So what did he mean? Spiritually speaking, he is in the Father and we will be in the Father and he will be in us. Bound together spiritually. Just like I was talking with the children this morning when I said, we don't see air. We don't see the Father. We don't see the Spirit. We no longer see the Son. We never saw him in the beginning, in the first place, because he lived so long ago. But the Holy Spirit, just like air, is here, right now, in this place, in the hearts and minds of everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. That's what Jesus was talking about when he said, I am in you and you are in me. The Holy Spirit is in us. But then he goes on to say, now this is something that is really tricky. And we'll learn more about this next week when I do my sermon next week. This particular next verse that he spoke was used as a weapon against me. Against a lot of people. In particular, it was used as a weapon against me. And that is, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Whoa! That's an ultimatum, isn't it? Like, you got to love me if, and you obey my commandments. Is that what he's saying? If I don't obey, does that mean I don't love you? No. That's not what he's saying. He's actually making this so simple. Making this to be so freeing. But yet, when we take it out of context, it sounds like we have to obey all of those 637 laws in the Old Testament. And some of them, I would be breaking right now because I'm wearing a, a shirt with two different kinds of of fabric. You can't mix the fabrics in the Old Testament. There are all kinds of ways to break those laws in the Old Testament, all those commandments. We've all broken at least one of the Ten Commandments, I guarantee, because you've probably been jealous of somebody at some point, or you've probably told a lie. You've broken at least one or two of the Ten Commandments. If you've called your brother a fool or called anybody a fool, you broke the Ten Commandments. How do we do this? How do we? I thought Jesus died for our sins. Yes. So that's not what Jesus is saying. What he's saying is, when you love me, you will obey, but not in your own power. It is the power of the Holy Spirit within us that we obey. Too many people feel like, I have got to do this. I have got to get right with God. I have got to stop sinning. I have got to, I, 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 I am so tired of hearing I. No, we don't have to say I. In fact, when you say I, you may as well put the words, will fail on the end of that. We will always fail in our own power. Always. Yes, always. We will always fail in our own power. Those 637 commandments were not given to us so that we would obey them all. It was to show us that we will fail in our own power. God wasn't being mean when he said, hey, do this. Don't light a fire on the Sabbath. Do this, this daily sacrifice. He wasn't being mean. He was showing that this is who I am, and I'm perfect, and I'm holy, and you're not. But I still love you. And I still want you to be with me. 
If we didn't see a speed limit sign, we wouldn't know we were speeding. If we didn't see a red light, we wouldn't know we had to stop. Those things tell us what we don't know. Just like the laws in the Bible. So what is Jesus saying then? How is it that he's saying, if you will love me, you will obey? Okay, we'll do it in the power of the Holy Spirit, but there's got to be more to this, right? Let me tell you, I struggled with that for years. Years and years and years. And it was a couple of years ago that God finally, I had a moment with God one night in August of 2019, and from there, just changed my life forever. And one of the things that I learned was what God was really saying in John chapter 14. It's pretty amazing. So, but first he goes on to say, <clears throat> he says, I am in you and you are in me. If you love me, you will obey my commands. He says, I will send the advocate. What's an advocate do? An advocate works on behalf of someone else because that person usually can't do something on their own. In medical terms, an advocate will um, talk to the doctors, talk to the nurses, an advocate will take care, of, uh, take care of a person who maybe is not able to take care of themselves. It's a helper. It's a comfort. That's what the Holy Spirit is. A helper, a comfort, an advocate. He is the one who takes us to the Father and shows the Father, who already knows, by the way, but he takes us and shows the Father, this person is in need of your redemption and he takes us before the Lord. Now, think about that for a moment. He takes us before God, who created absolutely everything. I mean, just recently, I heard just this week, there was a radio signal that they think came from somewhere deep in space. Now, they, of course, attached a number of years to it, which I'm not getting into that. But it's this radio frequency, I'm thinking, hey, that's pretty cool. Were they playing a song? You know, will we hear it on Womp FM? No, it was like... Less than a second, it lasted less than a second. But it was a radio frequency, okay? So I thought, what's the big deal? God created that. Who knows how long ago God created that to show up this past week, okay? We're talking about an amazing being here, and we get to be in his presence. It's not like I come to your house and visit. Big deal. We're talking about the Almighty God. We get to be in His presence, and the Holy Spirit takes us to Him. He advocates for us. But wait a minute. I don't think we've really resolved that issue yet of, if you love me, you will obey my commands, because by golly, He said it again. What do you mean, Jesus? What commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself? Those two commandments he spoke, is that what he's talking about? Yeah, that's part of it. All those other ones, like you can't wear a, a piece of clothing with two different kinds of linen, don't boil a, a young goat in its mother's milk, are those the commandments you're talking about? Well, that's what was used against me many years ago. But what he's talking about is, if we go back to Matthew chapter 5, he says, do not think I came to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill the law. So, Jesus kept every single one of those commandments, never missed a single one, never sinned in his life, 
he loved everybody. He modeled for us how to interact with one another. So is it possible? Yes, it's possible. Jesus is saying, I am those commandments. I am the law. I am. So what is he saying to us then? It's really simple. So simple, but Jesus never spoke in simple terms because he wanted only the people who believed in him to understand. And how do we understand? How do we believe? Through the Holy Spirit. Again, not anything we do on our own. So you ready? All you got to do is believe. Wait a minute. We already knew that, Phil. Yeah, you've already known that. It is simple. If you love me, this is a better way to say it. If you love me, you will believe in me and you will find salvation in me. That's what he was saying. But again, you don't do this. Paul told us, Ephesians chapter 2, you are saved by grace and this through faith. You're saved by grace through faith and this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. We try so hard, we keep saying, I, I need to get right with God. I need to be better. I need to stop doing this. God doesn't want us to say that. He wants us to believe in Jesus. And when we do, when we accept that free gift, when we just believe, I think we can all believe, right? It's pretty simple. We have freedom. Our sins don't count against us. We don't have to do all these extra things. We just believe. But it doesn't stop there. Once we believe and once we accept him and we love him, we keep his commandments because his com- he, is our, he is the commandments. Jesus himself is the commandments that he's talking about. All of a sudden, things change in our life. I'm happier. I can get through things a little easier. I appreciate people more. Now, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you're going to fall apart. Does that mean that you're not in Christ? Does that mean that you don't believe? No. It means you're human. It means you're human. And you're going to have them. So accept the bad days because you're going to have them. But the simple fact that you one point said, I believe, that sealed you forever. You can't sin yourself out of heaven. What about backsliding? Oh, sure. People backslide all the time. I have in the past. I'll probably do it again. I may be right now and don't realize it. We all do. But that doesn't mean that we have to start over. That doesn't mean that we have lost it all. That doesn't mean that we don't love him. But he said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Right. You will. Hear what he said. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. He didn't say, if you love me, you need to obey my commandments. He said, you will obey my commandments. Because the Holy Spirit will be working in you. It's not what you have to do. It is what you will do. Do you get that? It's not what you have to do. It is what you will do because of the work of the Holy Spirit in you. This passage is beautiful. 
Jesus is telling us, you're free. You're no longer a slave to sin. In John chapter 8, he told the Pharisees, if you would really obey my commandments, then you would be free. And they're like, what are you talking about? We're not slaves. Our father is Abraham. Not what I'm talking about, guys, Jesus said. Believe that I'm the Messiah. Believe that I'm dying for you. And you'll be free. But no, they didn't need it. They're on their own. So, finally, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. What troubles our hearts? I need to get right with God. Is that not troubling to a heart? Absolutely it is. When we feel like we're falling short of God's glory, yes, you are. I'm sorry, but you are. We all are. I'm putting myself first in line. Don't be troubled by that. Why? Because you will obey my commandments. You will get to heaven. You will. Not you have to. You will. It's coming for us. So don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. We already have the victory in Christ through the Holy Spirit. Our power, our guide. We don't have anything to worry about. Well, what about what's going on? What if World War III breaks out? We're on the brink of it, right? Maybe. Who knows? We've been through wars before. Should we worry? Absolutely not. You know why? We got, we got Jesus. Man, we got Jesus. We got the Holy Spirit. We cannot fail. Well, what if, what if the economy crashes and we can't buy food? We have Jesus. We have Jesus. And, you know, Exodus, um, God provided food for the Israelites. He'll provide. Well, what if he doesn't? No, we're not even going to say that. He will. He will provide. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. But you know what? We're human beings. We're going to be afraid. We're going to be troubled. But when that happens, just remember what we spoke about today. We don't need to be afraid because we have Jesus. He will bring you back. He will teach you. And remember what, this, what we read this morning. He will teach you and he will remind you of what I said. He will bring you back. So yes, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trials. There's going to be failures. That's part of life. But he will remind you that we have nothing to worry about. That's our God. That's our Jesus. That's our Holy Spirit. What a wonderful gift we have been given. And I know I threw a lot at you, but take it home with you. Ask God to help you understand what was taught today. Don't just let it go and say, okay, we're, we're done with church. Let's go have lunch. Let's go watch football. Take it home and ask God, what, what, did I, what was he talking about? How can I apply this to my life? How can I know the Holy Spirit more? It'll change your life. Promise you that. So let's pray. Father, please do teach Eve, every single one of us to remind us what Jesus said, to bring us back, just as you promised in the scripture, that when we have those difficulties, when we have those trials, that we can look to him, 
and find peace for our broken lives. Care for us and guide us. You have brought us in to never lose us. Let us know this victory. Let us know this promise. Let us just throw out all these trials we have and know that Jesus died for us, that we can live. Oh Lord, help us through these trying times and be our guide and our power. We ask this of you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.